Good evening, everyone. What a privilege it is to be sharing again. I'm going to be speaking about time, and it's about time. I think as I've been going through lockdown, uh, there were so many things that I thought at the beginning, yo, if only I had more time, I'd be able to do this. And then lockdown came, and uh, it wasn't what we all thought it would be. We all thought, oh, jeepers, we'll be stuck in a place with nothing much to do. And instead, you know, seminary came along with lots of work. Uh, there was lots of work in setting up church um, and youth, and um, yeah, things got really busy. I got um, not as much time as I thought I did. At the same time, for some people, they did get lots of time. And uh, for a lot of us, when we look back at the time we have been given, we think, man, what was I actually doing? <laughs> what was happening there? And so I've been really challenged this last week on how am I spending my time? Because even though there's been lots of work that I have had to do, there has been a lot of time that I've wasted in this time. A lot of time that I've just been kind of stuck in the funk of lockdown. I can't wait for um, you know, the different stages of relief that are coming uh, that we heard on Thursday night. That's going to be awesome. Um, I know it's still a long, hard journey up ahead, um, but I am really looking forward to that. I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the time that you've given us. Thank you so much for the ability that you've given us. We pray tonight that as we hear what you put on my heart, Lord, that you would use it, you would move us, you would change us, that we would grow to be more like you, and that we would use the time that we have to the best of our abilities. In the name of Jesus, amen. Often, when the Bible talks about time, when it talks about any resource, really, that we've been given, talks about a concept called stewardship. Now stewardship is taking that which you've been entrusted it with and making it thrive. Um, it's like a looking after, overseeing or managing of something. And we've been called to be good stewards of that which we've been given, including time, money, uh, food, shelter, accommodation, love, joy, um, all of the things we've been given, everything in our lives, we're going to be held uh, to account. And this is brought really clear in a parable that Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 25 verse 14. It's the parable of the talents and I'm going to read it with you now. For it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came back, and he settled accounts with them. And he who had received five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you have delivered to, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, are two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He who received the one talent then came forward, saying, Master, I know you to be a hard man, 
reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew I reap where I do not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have instead invested my money with the bankers and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent. So he took the talent from him and gave it to the one who had ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he, and he will have an abundance. But to the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away, and cast, and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, in a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hectic. Very, very intense. And there's a lot to get into here. I think one of the things that stands out, though, is that that which we've been given, we're going to be held to account. At the end of our time on earth, what is God going to say with that which he's given us? Is he going to turn to us and say, well done, good and faithful servant? Ephesians 5 verse 6 to 17 says, Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. There is an understanding that time is precious. And we see this all over the world. I think the world, um, because they do not have eternity, maybe makes it even more precious than what Scripture gives it um, value. But it is still precious. And there's a few reasons why it's precious. The first being that we've been entrusted as ambassadors, as um, you know, envoys for the kingdom of heaven with a task that we can only accomplish while we're here on this earth. And so while that task is left undone, um, yeah, we have very little time to be able to accomplish what is needed. And also, that which we've been given here is seen as special. It is seen to have been given some kind of worth. And then, another thing, reason why we want to value time is because we serve a God who has made us to work and He's made us to be able to enjoy working when we're in the right place, when we're in the right vibe. And Colossians 3 verse 23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. That's from the English Standard Version. So even though He is our provider, He's created us to work. And we can see this. Often when um, you do a lot of exercise or a lot of hard work, you feel those endorphins at the end of it, like, wow, I've accomplished something. And that sense of accomplishment after a lot of work is incredible. Um, one of the things so that we can sometimes get caught up in work and so we are to remember that Ephesians verse, that to understand what the will of the Lord is. Because we're going to have things that are going to try and take and steal and corrupt our time. And that's one of the last things that I want to kind of touch on. Proverbs 6 verse 6 to 8 says, Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. There's a reality that actually whenever we're wanting to do something that's meaningful, there's an enemy who's wanting to make sure that we are robbed of our faith, that we're robbed of um, our productivity. You know, if the kingdom of God, if the people of the kingdom of God were chasing after the task that they had been given, evil would be crumbling around us. And we've seen that a lot in, term, in the last few days where 
people have banded together. They've come together in unity and in the love of Christ. And they've been serving and helping as a community. It's been beautiful. And evil is, is being held at bay because of what um, God is doing and what his people are doing. And so the enemy tries everything that he can to be able to make sure that we're, we're not productive, that we're not effective for the kingdom. One of the ways that he does this most efficiently is by robbing us of our feelings of purpose and our feelings of, um, yeah, let's do this, our motivation. Um, I, I find for myself, this is something that I struggle with a lot. I normally can, you know, especially when I'm surrounded by people and um, kind of feel really motivated for something, we'll just go out and do it. But then there's times where actually there's so many other things that just grab my attention and it kind of comes at, at, at a cost. Um, the, the devil puts all these other things to distract us, to lead us astray. And we see that in the parable of the sower. Um, the third seed falls on thorny ground and all the things of life just choke it out. And so we need to be careful that that which we've been given, part of being good stewards means to take notes of that which is attacking it. And so time is, is precious. God's created us to have purpose within this time. And time is something that is under attack. Um, the enemy wants us to be either to take our time or for us to be useless in the time that we have. And that's all good and well, um, resting on this knowledge. But my heart really tonight is that we go further than that, that we go deeper than that. And so I've been really wrestling, how do you, how do you change bad habits that have just been robbing you and um, just kind of been taking this time? How do you notice where the enemy's been taking a lot of things? And the first one is through prayer, acknowledging, coming to Jesus and going, God, I need your help in this. I am addicted to wasting time, whether that's on games or um, on, well, that's what I struggle with, uh, whether that's on series, social media, whether that's on things like pornography, whether that's on things like, even if it's work, um, that, you know, we're just working for the sake of working and not doing what God's really called us to in that day. Sometimes it could be um, doing good things, but at the wrong time, that is robbing us from what we should be doing for the Lord. And so I've been really wrestling with this, praying with this as well. And um, one of the things that I've kind of come to know is, is that being faithful with the little. Um, he said, you know, God said, that, well, the master in the, par in the parable says to the servant, um, you've been faithful with little and I'll set you over much. And for me, this really strikes home. Um, one of the ways in which I'm trying to grow and in which I'm trying to change is to set small achievable tasks that I go, cool, let me nail this first thing in the morning or whenever I have time in the day. I don't want to set myself too big a task because then I feel overwhelmed by that task and I can't do it. I only have so much kind of self-control um, in the day and as I'm learning and growing in Christ, I hope that grows. Um, but for example, one of the things that I've been doing um, is just trying to do like two minutes of exercise and, and for me that's been pull-ups um, that I've been just just cool that's one little thing that I'm going to do two minutes of prayer two minutes of reading my Bible two minutes of really knuckling down on some of the chores and tasks that I have to do um, and that's every day Re repetition over and over again and 
Two minutes doesn't seem like a long time. It doesn't seem like I'm going to get anything done. But what it does is it's a catalyst for further work and for further things to happen. And so some days, if I only do two minutes of exercise or two minutes of reading my Bible, um, then that's okay. I've, I've achieved what my goal was for that day. But most often, I find, wow, this is really cool. And I continue. And that initial motivation is, oh, it's just for two minutes. But I stay because it's worth doing. And so that's one of the ways, is, is setting lots of little things which you know you're going to be faithful with and going, cool, I can smash this out. Let's do that. And another way is to be reviewing some of the things that have really been robbing your time and to take full action against that. I think um, this can sometimes be hard because uh, we've actually become addicted to those things. And this is something that I'm so convicted of. And um, yeah, going to have to take seriously in the coming weeks. And, and you guys must keep me accountable to that because that's how you, you know, you battle addiction through accountability, you battle addiction through walking a journey with people um, and through a lot of prayer and time with the Lord. And so, yeah, you want to make sure that you, you're taking on the little, you're taking out the things that, that have real footholds in your life. And then lastly, one of the ways in which we can really um, reclaim time in a good way is through rest. And I think this is something that is um, overrated because we feel like we're losing or wasting time but often in rest starting from a place of rest taking rest on a regular basis um, what it does is it enables us to be able to use the rest of our time effectively um, and so that's one of the ways in which we often think is counterproductive because we think okay cool if I'm resting now I'm not actually doing what I should be doing the problem is, is that a lot of us don't know how to rest. The way in which we rest is spent uh, still with things that are consuming our mind in front of screens or in front of um, other things that don't actually rejuvenate us, re-energize us, inspire us. And so learning how to rest is important. And that's another whole sermon. Um, but basically, resting is coming back to our master, being reunited by him, re-energized by him. And if we're resting in a way that doesn't lead us closer to Jesus, then we're missing out on our true source um, of energy and the one who gives us direction. So there's been a lot of things there. Um, and so I just want to recap. Time is precious. We've been given a task while we're on earth. There's an enemy trying to rob us of our time. So what do we do? We do the small things. We're faithful with the little. We tackle the big things robbing our time. And then we'd rest. And yeah, I'm really praying that those three things that we can be doing, we take to heart. And that we take the three things of why we need to be taking time seriously to heart as well. Because if we don't know why we're doing things, we don't actually do it. And it is important that we, we give an account for our time. And that we can come to the end of our time here on earth. And when Jesus asks us, what have you done with that which I've given you? we'll be able to say, yeah, this is what I've done. And he'll turn to us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. So Lord Jesus, help us. Help us to accomplish what you've, you've challenged us to do. Help us to be faithful with the little that you've given us already. Father, we really pray for your help to tackle that which the enemy has footholds in our lives. Lord. Help us to find people to keep us accountable, 
help us to find people to help us in the trenches. And Father, thank you that you are here with us as we're struggling and you understand. And finally, Father, help us to rest in you, to seek you out, to spend time with you, to abide in you. In the name of Jesus, amen.